Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, first, before we get into it, I want to offer a quick correction from last week's episode. My dad mentioned Ron Rivera commenting on the January 6th-ish trials, hearings, whatever. But I just wanted to specify it was not Ron Rivera. That is Jack Del Rio. But now on to today's topics. Well, our director for diversity, equity, and inclusion said we didn't have enough diversity. So we brought on our cousin, Austin Lopez, to add a little, another perspective. I am here to add spice. <laughs> of the Hispanic of flavor? The, yeah, the Hispanic yeah. flavor. A Latin spice. <laughs> Latinx. Latinx. Oh, do you consider yourself to be a Latinx? I hate that word. I was having a conversation <laughs> with Uncle Randy the other day, and all these people, these white liberals, are making these words for Hispanics, and the Hispanics hate it. And we've seen that already. Um, There's a lot of people that don't just hate it, they don't know what it is. Exactly, but we've seen that in Texas now that all these voters who were Democrats are now voting Republican in South Texas right along the border because they're sick of it. Yeah, that Hispanic, newly elected Hispanic congresswoman that's Republican? Yeah, so. Yeah. Hey, we should point out that that Austin's roommate is the guy who was yes, on was... Fox News. Oh, we talked about him, actually. Braden Ellis. Yeah, for his teacher. Professor. Uh, that video went viral of his teacher. She, uh, yeah, it was a presentation, and uh, it was actually about Paw Patrol, funny enough, and in cancel culture. And so he was making this presentation, and he was saying, I realize that all people aren't good. There's going to be bad cops. And she kept going off him. She wouldn't let him get his point across, and it's ridiculous. But it was on Zoom, and so they took the recording. His sister actually sent it out, and it went viral. He ended up on it, uh, Fox News. Yeah, he ended up on the uh, was it the morning Tucker show Carlson. with Will Kane? No, he wasn't on Tucker. It wasn't Carlson. Will Kane. Oh. It was a weekend show, the Sunday show or something. Yeah, the Sunday already. show. He didn't make yeah. it to Tucker. Uh, he got canned for that one. But. but now I was I was going to mention now. So um, they are roommates in Mesa, Arizona, and Braden is the uh, he's a producer on Turning Point Live tur- for Turning Point USA, which is Charlie Kirk's organization that he started. I'll just read it from their website. The organization's mission is to identify, educate, train, and organize students to promote the principles of freedom, free markets, and limited government. So um, you probably have heard the name Charlie Kirk. So yeah, Austin's roommate is a producer for Turning Point, which is pretty neat. Yeah, what they're doing over there is really good stuff. Uh, They're targeting college campuses because that's where we definitely need conservatism. Um, that's a lost a lot of times. But what also I like about that company is there's a good Christian faith in that company. A lot, the majority of the workers there are Christians. So, yeah, college is definitely it's basically a battleground at this point. I mean, we've ceded so much ground when it comes to higher education. Um, I would put that in air quotes. Quote air quotes yeah, higher, yeah. Because um, <laughs> because it seems to just be indoctrination anymore, and definitely. 
that higher education was penetrated by... I mean, it was penetrated by the Soviets how long ago? I have a feeling that the Soviet Union, it doesn't even exist anymore, and they're still winning the coldest of wars. Austin also is uh, working to become an airline pilot, and I noticed, I saw uh, on the uh, news last night that they are proposing to, have you seen this, to begin to have seating in coach class where they're stacked. <laughs> Double stacked. So the, I heard the, that the, the row morning. in front of you, the person's butt is right in your face. Yeah, I heard a little bit about that. I'm glad I'll be sitting in the front. I don't think uh, we can double stack up there. <laughs> and that's but, what I—that's what I told Austin when we were flying home from California. I said, uh, "Yeah, you should." I said, that "You trip. need to make sure." I said that you want to fly in an airplane because I was telling about you know Aunt Judy um, drove me insane all the way to California, asking me how many ways and are we going to die continuously i said make sure that you have a locked door between you and the passengers that's how you want to be a pilot <laughs> yeah. you're our first guest i was gonna say you're like our yeah. first is this politically correct because you had uh someone of hispanic descent you had to yeah you are you a bipoc was that uh a black or indigenous, oh, black indigenous people of color people of color it's all ridiculous <laughs> um I'm sorry, wait. If you're Hispanic, we might need to see some documentation. Can we trust that you're really an American citizen? I mean, I am from California, so you never know. They just hand those licenses out. But Are you a <laughs> self-hating Lopez? A, a self-hating Hispanic? That's what they'll call that's what they would call you. White, yeah, like kind of like Larry Elder is a white supremacist. Oh, no, he yeah, he's the he's the black face yeah. of white supremacy. Yeah. So, Cassidy and I's last podcast was from, we were both in California, and we didn't really mention it. we've escaped. It. Yeah, we've escaped now. <laughs> but I didn't tell my story about when I, it was the first time I'd been there since pre-COVID. And so, the morning after we got there, we went over to the grocery store, and I walked in, and virtually everybody was wearing a mask. It was insane, even though they're not required to. And there was one lady that was wearing a mask, a face shield, and the, the whole you know, blue gloves. And her gloves were filthy. They literally looked like she'd been wearing them for three weeks. And it was, in, it was just, you know that's like not washing your hands for three weeks. I mean, it's just, it was so crazy. And now I heard that um, what uh, Maxine Waters and Xavier Bashera have both tested positive twice within the last month for COVID. Even okay. Though, even though they're fully vaccinated and boosted. It is totally proven, though, at this point, that those rapid tests, the majority of tests that people are taking, they'll test positive for up to, up to six months after infection. I'm just so, telling you what's being reported I, on the news. I understand what's being reported. I'm just saying it's the same case. But it doesn't do them any good to say, oh, but I'm so glad that I'm vaccinated and boosted or otherwise i'd be a lot sicker when i've just tested positive for the second time yeah it's no that's however uh, you want to sh say what's going on it's not good for the case of vaccines and all the other covid precautions it doesn't make their on, case on the vaccine situation did you see that the fda authorized the vaccine for children from six months old to five years yeah i saw a vox article on what suggesting what parents should do 
which obviously it's go not, get your kids vaccinated. No, but the actual answer is probably not. No. <laughs> Why would you do this that? This isn't an issue anymore. I don't know what we're doing. They're but, still trying to push this stuff. Yeah, and that's that's mind-boggling. And I guess because I wasn't there and I didn't experience what it was like in California, what you guys saw, because here, it's non-existent. Where right. you well, live now... In Arizona, it's not existent. It has been for well. You a can. Long time. We went to Orange County, just or just going down over to Orange County from L.A. County. It was almost non-existent. It was like totally different in being, you know, in L.A. County and then going down to Huntington Beach. It was two different worlds. Well, when we were at the church in Orange County, there was like two people in a mega church with masks on. Right. Yeah. What was it what's that place yeah. called? Mariners. Mariners Church. Yeah. yeah. They must feel absolutely surrounded. Orange County? Yeah. I would oh, think yeah. that they would. Uh, well, that's why when I lived in California, I said I will only live in Orange County. I know it's not an easy thing to do, but pe- people have got to get out of there. And then at the same time, I it just got so frustrated because I have to admit when I, you know, we went down to Huntington Beach and Crystal Cove and all beautiful. that. It's so beautiful. And some of the places you just drive through, it's, yeah, it's just so well done. And, and it's just, it's, it's horrible what they've done to it um the weekend that mom and i flew out there there were over a lot of it's because of covid um it with all the people refusing to take vaccines and still demanding vaccines and um over seven thousand flights were canceled that weekend so i told mom i said we could have bought airline tickets and we still wouldn't have gotten california but we're here thanks to me <laughs> Why don't you just pat yourself on the back there? Actually, I heard that if it weren't for picking up Austin, you wouldn't have made it through the pass and into Fullerton. I've fl- we have flown. You have flown through that pass right, with me before. Pass. Yes, yeah. okay. But I'm sure it was certainly helpful. Oh, it was tremendously helpful. That's why I said I'm, I only ever want to fly with Austin again. Never want to fly with Mom ever again. She. <laughs> Well, as soon as we landed, she listens to this. Yeah, we're kind of in the danger zone here. She knows because she follows our flight, and she saw as soon as we landed back home, I had a text pop up on my phone: "Come back and get me." And I called her and said, "Look, if our marriage depended on me coming back and getting you, this is probably the end of our marriage. Unless, unless I can work this into getting a new, bigger airplane." (laughs) What What do you want? Oh, I don't know. I'd I'd settle for like a Bonanza A thirty six. You'd settle? Settle. settle. Yeah. I'd settle for like this really nice plane. Pilatus. <laughs> <laughs> then we could just zoom up over those mountains, no problem. You know, maybe mom would be comfortable in the plane if she had brought her my pillow with her to sleep in the back. She did have her my pillow with me. Well, oh, did she actually? Yeah. If she well, did you know that well. she won't be able to get one at Walmart anymore? Really? Walmart is pulling my pillow products from their stores. My pillow sells so much direct, though. At this point, it does. I mean, and I'm like, also don't the get whole me wrong, like boycott. Like, hurt. there's there's no way that you guys could function. You wouldn't be able to boycott Walmart because there's no you have no other options. That's not true. Really? I can, Wait, you would go I to boycott Walmart. Go to, Chief to go to Chief Meyer. Yeah. I guess if you went to Lima, you could go to Meyer. But there's a few different places. Yeah, not as convenient. But I would go out of my way for spite. <laughs> I'm all for spite. Yeah. <laughs> 
we held a summit this afternoon or uh, lunchtime today that solved all the world's problems. Yeah. The three, the three of you? Or? The employees of oh, M&M of, RV Electronics yeah. and also okay. Dad and Austin showed up for lunch. We had the, the Me Ranchito Summit of 2022. <laughs> I we bet solved. it was much better than the, than the summits they have in Davos, the World yes. Economic. We, uh, summed, we solved all the world's problems. There was okay, seven well, of what us. What do you got? So it could have been like like a G7 Oh, is that, that's, is that what that means? The Great Seven, G Seven, the, seven. <laughs> the Gathering well, of the Seven. You let me hear your answers, your solutions. Then, if you, they're all things we we've can't discussed. say them out loud. <laughs> what happens at that restaurant stays at that restaurant. This is this is like well, a, then this is a plan for basically a shadow government. So, oh, I was saying if you if it stays it at the loud. restaurant, then you're like withholding all this. Wonderful okay, goodness well, here's from the something, world. Here's something that I propose, and I need to start hearing politicians talk about. Say, you know, when you elect me, I am going to work. Because this, is, this isn't uh, – um, a lot of times we take on issues issue by issue, but there's a bigger, you know, environment going on that, that's bigger than all just the single issues. And that is we need to begin to get people in power that will begin to – change the way we're doing business with bureaucrats and appointed officials making all these decisions implementing policy and having the force of law behind them and they're not held accountable by anybody so you need to begin to work to get we we won't we will not do that we're 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 banning it however you want to say it only congress can make those kinds of decisions and congress then of course is held accountable to the people by their votes that's the way it needs to be so whoever goes into uh you know, office needs to be running on those kind of ideas that we are going to work to put, make Congress the lawmakers once again. They cannot, uh, you know, they can't give away their authority and then the American people hold them accountable. And that's the way it's supposed to be. What I like about these uh, new Republicans being elected right now, Republican and Democrat in Congress, these people are so out of touch. Like, the gun lawmakers, they know nothing about guns. They've never even touched a gun in their life. So these new Republicans like that one in South Texas who are being elected, they have personal experiences, and they're, I, f- I feel like they're going to make that difference. They feel like real people. I would say right that one of, the biggest, the, one of the biggest benefits— Career politicians. Yeah, one, one of the biggest benefits of the last blue wave that we had was— a lot of career GOP rhinos got removed from office and now they're going to they're being replaced with I just see a lot of new faces and a lot of people who are saying things differently. Well, that's the way um, it was supposed to be. I mean, the, the original the original Congress were citizen legislators. Just go watch Mr. Everyone should watch Mr. Smith goes to Washington. My go. my only concern is that there's I mean, Dan Bongino was saying in his show Yesterday, I think it was that basically everybody leaves a piece of their soul in Washington. So I would, I'm just afraid that as good of a person as you are, man, it, it's a fight. They're going to, they're going to attack you to no end. I mean, I, even if you're not a good person, if you're just going against, if you're just going against the current, I mean, look at what Trump tried to do. It was just different. He wasn't, he's not necessarily, you know, this good, upstanding, moral person by any means. And they still went after him just because he tried to do things the way they've not been done before. Well, that's why we pray for our leaders. I tell you, I've been more and more impressed the, uh, with Chip Roy 
he was uh, I heard him um, last night and he was he's blasting plenty of Republicans talking about how they're just as much part of the problem as the Democrats. And he's right. And man, that takes that takes a lot of courage for a Republican to say to, to point fingers at, at his you know, fellow GOP um, congressman. He's got the same plan that you did if you ever were going to become president. He just comes out and says, I, I'm i only getting one term because you are all going to hate me so much that I'm not <laughs> well, getting reelected. That's because it, when he, once he does that, and then if you lose the party, the, the amount of funding that you don't have now for your campaign and all that stuff is like insane. And I, so we just had our primaries in Nevada. And as far as the statewide um, offices, I'm pretty sure that one of the people that Cole and I voted for won. <laughs> Um, however, so, um, like Trump, Trump's endorses, I liked some other people better, um, but Trump's endorses ended up winning the primaries here for our Senate and, um, and then also for governor. That one is not great, but it's better than what we got now. Um, and I just thought about the same idea, like the amount of funding, like the people who the party endorsed and who Trump endorsed. It's just so hard to compete with that. The name recognition that you get alone is huge. From having well, all the money from advertising. Yeah. Well, even if you did get elected and you started to push back against all of the uh, the system, so to speak, all the uniparty, you're going to get hit not only from the liberals, you're going to have Republicans attack you too. They don't want you there either. Um so, so that looks really bad in, in the news um, that, you know, everybody hates you. Uh, so that's going to be really hard against your case when you've got the, the both sides saying what a horrible person you are and then all the news media picking up and running with it. It'd be, yeah, that's why I say I'm, I'm a one-term whatever because by the time I get done push, pushing my ideas, everybody is going to be so, uh, you know, coming after me. I just don't know how you, you, you could sustain a, a good reputation enough to get enough votes from people to get reelected. I'd get reelected. <laughs> we're, we're, getting more and, we're getting more and more, I feel like. I feel a legitimate shift, and I feel like somebody who really comes in and – says it like it is and doesn't pull any punches is going to get a lot of support. I I actually don't know if you're, Look if at you're DeSantis. necessarily right. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely DeSantis big time. There's one. Elon Musk asked who he was going to vote for, for president. He, he gave a one word answer, answer DeSantis. That's, that's a, about as good as an endorsement right now as you could possibly get. Because everybody knows, you know, anybody that pays attention knows who Elon Musk is and knows what he's doing. And to have him come out and say, yeah, I'm going to, I'd support DeSantis. That's a pretty big endorsement. I would say I'm much, much, much happier to have Elon Musk endorse DeSantis and not run himself. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Um, I, I do. But you're right. I definitely do. I like Musk a little bit. I like to when I look at the Daily Wire stories, I look at them in order. So I always make sure I go to the latest. Well, in order today, I saw two stories. The first one was triggered Twitter employees snipe at new boss, boss Musk, which technically isn't true yet. After virtual meeting, the very next story, get woke, go broke. SpaceX fires employees who wrote a letter blasting Elon Musk's behavior and values. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
Did you nice. see? Speaking about the get woke, did you see where they're they're uh, attacking Ben Shapiro for saying that Disney has a not so secret gay agenda when he literally was quoting? Yeah, that's Disney's, a quote from a yes. meeting from an yeah. internal meeting that leaked. Well, speaking of Disney, Lightyear came out today. It's June seventeenth, except it didn't come out in fourteen countries. Yeah, because and, and which fourteen? Kiss. Which which fourteen countries is that? Oh, you have to give me one moment. We have. I think it's the one where they throw them off the, of buildings. Yeah, the and United cut their heads off. Wait, what? What do these countries have in common? The United Arab Emirates, uh, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Bahrain, Egypt, Iraq, Jordan, Kuwait, Lebanon, Oman, oh, Syria. I know. They execute homosexuals. <laughs> ding ding ding. I love the Babylon Bee uh, headline they had. This year's Kabul Pride Parade canceled due to low turnout. <laughs> Wait. Um, so the fact that uh, there were some other countries where they didn't ban it, but they also, like India, they didn't ban it, but they put out some sort of like statement or recommendation that people don't, I don't know. And it's interesting how these companies will – censor their movies, remove things in order to play them to uh, in certain countries, but in these one, but then this one, no problem. So things that China takes offense to, we'll just we'll just remove that. Pro America, we'll just remove that so you can play this. But these countries, oh, uh, something that fits into our agenda, a lesbian kiss, we're not going to remove that. Uh yeah, I, they started not to they started not to bow down to China quite so much with the thing in Top Gun where they refused well, to take the Taiwanese patches. That's not patches. Disney, right? That's true. I thought we were talking about Hollywood in general. In general, I guess, yeah. Um n- I mean, Yeah, no, Disney's, Disney's the... not going to. No. They have they have a Isn't there a Disneyland in Hong Kong? In Hong Kong, yes. Which is China now. It was built before china but because it happened yeah because they begged for our help and we didn't do anything but we're we're but we're we're right there to help ukraine i like how oh they're gonna send another billion dollars to ukraine i watched uh they need to go several episodes back and i don't recall the guy's name um he's an ex an expert on ukraine but he's a u.s air force academy graduate and spent you know, time in the military and then got into like um, working in, uh, you know, foreign affairs, state department kind of stuff, but like in Ukraine. So he, he's got 20 years experience of operating in Ukraine in the political business environment, all this. He said, uh, and, and it's all the worst things that you imagine that are going on uh, with all the corruption, the money, the Bidens, the whole nine yard in Ukraine. Yeah, he validates it and even more. In fact, he said that Joe Biden had the nickname during his vice presidency uh, as the crime boss of the Ukraine. That was his nickname in the Ukraine. In I'm sorry, in Ukraine. No, I'm going to start saying the Ukraine again because I honestly don't care. <laughs> and at this like point. such as? Got, yeah, if they got absorbed, if they got absorbed by Russia, I don't think it would make that big of a difference. 
Ukraine is not our friend. No, it's not. A, it's also not. A, it's also not a democracy. Uh, he said that um, what's the Zelensky is basically uh, a, in many ways a puppet placed there by people. You know that that it's a part of this whole big scheme that Bidens are involved in. That the Asimovs definitely are Nazis. Um, yeah, it's just on and on and on. All the stuff that you hear, it's not. It's 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 really true. It's just that the media doesn't want to talk about it, and yet we keep we send them. You know, we've spent we've sent them almost sixty billion dollars since this thing started. In the meantime, we can't get baby formula. We got you know food processing plants you know, blowing up and burning and crashing into. Uh, I mean, just thousands of cows dying. Yes, um, Biden now is going to solve inflation by raising the corporate tax rate to twenty eight percent, which is higher than it is in communist China. Um, of course, that cost will be passed along to us. Uh, and it will also affect the employee, affect the employees as well, because they're because those companies are going to be paying a higher tax rate, which means they'll produce less, which means there's going to be less supply, which means there's going to be more inflation. It, it's it's so bizarre. I think they should send a trillion dollars in um, gas cards to U.S. citizens. I think that would be a really good next step to to combat inflation. They should pick favorites too. Like they should only send you certain car- cards for certain companies, not for other companies. So you and, can you can only go get their their favorite oil company oil, and only if you're vaccinated. Yes, I I find it strange that these people that have had COVID multiple times and they're fully vaxxed and boosted, and I had one light case. If I'm, I'm assuming it was COVID, I didn't get tested. I was sick for like two days. I've never I. Should I say it on the air? I'm not vaccinated. That's the play right there. That's what you should do is you should. No one is shocked. Yeah. People need to stop getting tests. I mean, I couldn't taste and I couldn't smell and I felt ill for two days in a way that I'd not really felt when I was ever sick before. So I have to, I assume it was COVID, but you know, and then, and then by, you know, third day it was like, get my energy back and start working out again. And I would say that it could have been, uh, that it could have been monkeypox, but <laughs> hey, I had no lesions. At, like, yeah, you weren't at any like weird um, uh, European homosexual sex orgies either. So I, I highly doubt it was the monkeypox. But didn't you? Who was it? Some health organization that luckily they gave out instructions of how you could still have sex, which I should be in air quotes because you. This is not the definition. If you have monkeypox, here's what you can do and still basically like have sex with your clothes on or masturbate near e- in each other's vision. I'm like, what the heck? What about the uh, that the food delivery? What's the name of the food delivery group that's a part of Uber? Postmates? That told you this what foods to eat yes. if you're the, yes. um, the one, re- the the one receiving... receiving. During Pride Month, this was a to this was a clean. public service oh announcement for Pride Month. These are the foods that you should eat. Needless to say, it was don't, interestingly enough, it's just healthy being healthy. Well, don't eat a high fibrous diet. Needless to say, yeah, it was one of the. But they're like, so don't f- eat like greasy and like garbage foods, processed foods. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Next topic, please. <laughs> hey. Since we have Austin, who's a he's a big golf guy. Uh, actually, even coached at the his high school, his alma mater for a while. What do you think about this uh, live Saudi Arabian golf tour? 
I actually like it. Um, I watched it the other day. It's a free market, and it's kind of funny because I heard the term Saudi Arabian Golf League. I was like, oh, they're going to play a bunch of events there. I looked it up. There's one event there. Yeah, they played in London. It's just the money. It's the funding. Yeah. And the... Um, but Which it's... is why everyone's getting raked over the coals for joining, basically like, oh, you're selling out and playing for these people. Like, this is dirty money and all that. Well, it's funny what the PGA has done and what length they've gone to force resignation. So I think it's good in that aspect where the PGA kind of had a grip on golf and... Where's the they, where's the payback though for Saudi Arabia? They are so right oh, now it's so nowhere. overpaying. It, where where yeah. is the profit to it's, come down the road? I don't. That's what I don't get. So then that I think ex- that they their, their profit only is, that, is it, that they have way more money than they need, and they're like, look at our American puppets. Well, we can make Americans do what we want with our money. Okay, that's well, the payoff. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a there's a there's a motive other than turning a profit. Other than money, yeah. Right. It's also. Huh. Uh, just Saudi Arabia in general, like they, they attracted Formula One and had a circuit there. It's purely money. The the racers don't like the circuit, but they keep it because it's money. And I think it's a like Cade was saying. It's a look at we have all this now, and they're trying to become a global power. They're trying to create this culture that a little bit of Western culture out there. And that is true. The the the. What is it? The crown prince, whatever. I mean, he he does want to westernize Saudi Arabia. That's my. That's what I've heard. But it's certainly at this point, it's there's no. I don't think there's a return yeah, on their investment. Yeah, streaming for free. I think that they. I mean, they tried to sell it, so I think they have hopes that it would gain popularity and they'd be able to sell some TV rights. But that's quite a shift in twenty years, because you know they went from doing nine eleven to wanting to be us. Well, yeah. I would, my, I actually might, I I don't want to get it because I, no, I just mean, yeah, you can say there's players in Saudi Arabia that were a part of it. You can't really, I don't know if you can say Saudi Arabia was, you know, heading it up. But anyways, I I would maybe actually watch golf if you'd put these guys out in the middle of desert and make them golf. Now, put them in Saudi Arabia, you know, they got like, someone said, you know, it's a 12, should, 12 mile drive to the next dune. You know, this is a they should really par lean 47. Into, they should really lean into like gimmicky stuff and go after John Daly. And you could have him riding around. They have like Diet Coke machines just there on the like on the course. He just gets it. And then he's like smoking cigars or smoking heaters on the range as he's like putting. The opening tee off is from the top of that super tall. Oh, the. That's Dubai, the that's towers. Dubai. Oh, that's right. I, I think but they, Saudi Arabia is building one largest. They should uh, they should make the holes like they shift with the sand as the wind blows. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's one big bunker. That's, that's like golf. Mini, I might actually like, watch. That's like implementing mini golf things from the like obstacles and. <laughs> yeah, instead of instead of sand traps, the whole course is sand. But every here and there, they put a patch of grass. A patch of and grass. And you try to you hit. You just have to hop it from, from grass one, patch from to grass patch. To right. another, yeah. <laughs> this is a par thirty-six. Oh man, I'm in the grass trap. They no, have, no, the goal would no, be to hit it from grass to grass and not avoid. If, the... Not if you have clubs that look like shovels. <laughs> sand shovels. Everybody, everybody's, everybody plays nothing but sand wedges. <laughs> I would watch that. 
I would 100% watch that. That's no the, golf cart. That's carts. the first way to get You have to, to ride a camel. I was going to say a camel. Ooh, camels. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. And then they spit on you if you make a bad shot. <laughs> if you hit a bad shot. You're going to train them well, to spit? And then who does someone tell the camel they made a bad shot? Or do you teach the camel to know what a bad, a shot, bad shot is? Yeah. I don't. I know nothing about the intelligence and trainability of camels. All I look that up. Obviously, they can be trained. I mean, well, domesticated. I mean, they can, I don't know they how can much, walk like, with someone like on their back. Not necessarily spit at certain people. Yeah. All I can. They'll training? kneel down so you can get on them. You can get them to do that. Yeah, if you if tap you their front legs enough. or their front legs with that stick thing. I, all yeah, I can that's because it's just a reminder of hey, I used to do this harder. I, uh, yeah. I all I can picture in this is uh, Bill Murray talking about caddying for the Dalai Lama. So I Googled it. Um, this is coming from Australia, so you, you never know. But they put out an article that said camels have shown the intellect and emotional intelligence of an eight-year-old child. Whoa. What Australians? Where are there camels in Australia? That's what I was though, thinking. But... Whoa. Okay. Well, that's not good. Are we talking about an average eight-year-old child? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure that's a good some, thing. I know some smart eight-year-olds, and I know some dumb eight-year-olds. Some bratty eight-year-olds. This is what it is. But no, that I feel like you could definitely get them to spit at certain But you can't moments. get them to eat their vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw there was a, uh, somebody was reporting there was a, a court case that found, this, was, this went to court, that elephants are not humans. How what is the context? They, they wanted elephants to be treated objection like with, the, with the same rights as human <laughs> objection. beings. Objection! I disagree entirely. It actually and it was actually a five-two decision that the elephants did not have the same basically human rights. So two people said they did. Oh, you said that they wait. They, they found that, that they the elephants don't rights? do not have. It was five-two decision that elephants do not have human rights. I would like to meet those two judges that thinks that elephants. They're the same ones that think that rights. men can become women. So what you're telling me is that elephants are not allowed to to speak their mind. They the, they are not. They don't cover by the First Amendment. No, they, they no don't voice. inherently have. And they don't have the right to keep or the their ability arms. to for speech or, at all. Well, you, you got to learn to discern the what what would you call the trumpeting of elephants. Why would a court even agree to hear the case? I I have no answer for that. We live in a clown world, farcical society. I want to know what the actual what were the specifics I, I forget. about their I forget. about which human rights did they need? I forget what the what the underlying specifics of it were. It's probably they were being mistreated or something. Somebody was upset they were being mistreated. Now, if those would have been, if those, the judge vote, the vote would have been reversed if the right they were talking about was the right to self-defense. Because, of course, elephants don't have the right to self-defense. So an elephant, oh, this is a specific elephant, residing in the Bronx Zoo since the 1970s, cannot legally be considered a person in the closely watched case that tested the boundaries of applying human rights to animals. Um, Happy would... Oh, that's the elephant. The elephant is named Happy. A case was brought by an animal rights group that Happy should be released from the zoo. To where? The Bronx. Exactly. Into the Bronx. (laughs) Happy would die real quick if they'd been raised in the zoo. Put him in Central Park. 
it's not a big deal that they lost the case. In appeals court, they're going to get out the Jumanji board. And they're going to start to play Jumanji and see if they can get the animals out that way. Now, Happy actually was born in the wild in Asia and captured and brought in as a one-year-old. And when they started feeding him in that zoo, Wait he was minute. like, this is awesome. Hold on. Don't take me back. There's like tigers trying to eat me every day. Please just feed she me in this zoo. She arrived. Hold on, hold on. She arrived at the Bronx Zoo in 1977 with Grumpy, a fellow elephant <laughs> who was fatally injured in 2000 in a 2002 confrontation with two other anim- elephants. They had another yeah, elephant grumpy that was just grumpy. lays there all the time. They call him Sleepy, but he's yeah, dead. Yeah, I was going to say, are these named don't, after don't the- Don't tell the kids. Sleepy's just dead. <laughs> Did they name their elephants after the dwarves? Well, I want to know- uh, Obviously. If these this elephants- This one's a doctor- yeah. <laughs> Which one is Doc? If he these elephants human have human rights, did they charge the other elephants with murder for killing Grumpy? Ooh. No, for killing Sleepy. Sleepy's dead. Maybe it was defense. Maybe it was oh, no, self-defense. I just said no, they, elephants don't they have the right Grumpy. to self-defense because neither do humans. Oh. If you live in Canada, you don't. Yeah. There, yeah, can you believe that? There's Justin Trudeau goes with his face on national television looking at everybody going, you do not have a right to defend yourself. He goes with his face on national I mean, television. Justin the Castro. way that you presented yeah, that. Yeah, Castro's no, What face. I mean is to say that, to say that. Yeah, okay, with Fidel's face on national. To stand <laughs> there Castro. and look at the people of your country showing your face and telling them if somebody wants to kill yourself. you, you got to let them. Yeah. How that, insane, insane is that? Yeah, a reason for owning it. You can't be self-defense. You don't have the right to self-defense. Lay down and die. So if I put a gun to his head, his security does he have to will take shoot it? you in an instant. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not self-defense. That's defense of others. Other you can defense. you can defend yeah. others. Okay. So yeah. I'll tell you what, you carry and I'll carry, and if somebody's gonna shoot me, you yeah. shoot them, and if they're gonna shoot you, I'll shoot them. Then we're then we're in the clear, except we can't have pistols. Gotta carry rifles. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say just carry a long gun. <laughs> but it can only have five rounds in it in Canada. Can, none of this. Can you see how the folly of it just breaks down so fast when you start applying a little bit of reason? But I, I feel like that's a reason that he is a poster child for the left. Yeah, but you know, I thought about this. The the whole I could take the exact guns that the Uvalde shooter used. And I'll lay them in the middle of the floor in the school. And if they lay there for a thousand years, no one would be hurt by them. So tell me how it's the guns. And I even even understand, let's say hypothetically, that you could get every single gun. First of all, who's in control of all the guns? And I'm not talking about give all the guns to the government. I'm talking about if you you would have to, to convince me to get rid of my guns, you would need to promise me, which you can't do, that every gun in the entire world would be destroyed and nobody anywhere would have guns. That is what you would have to tell me to convince me to also get rid of my guns. And now, would it, and would it keep people from every, you know, every once in a while getting uh, massacred? Making a gun? Sure. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You cannot put that genie back in the bottle. People know how to make guns. It is here forever. Stop stop trying to take them. It's not it's not going to work. They'll never do it here. But I did hear somebody recently talk about how based 
introducing guns to other places like the UK, like all of a sudden, if they were to change the law and say everybody can have guns, that would almost be, uh, he argued that it would almost be just as dangerous as taking Americans' guns away. I disagree. I understand that they, it's, yeah, the, one the is biggest difference start is, a it's part of our culture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, you it's, it's not going to go away, but well, it's there, not part of theirs. There's conditioning that's taking place. It's just like the people in L.A. County are still wearing masks because they've been conditioned. Yeah, people there, it, if guns did become available, I bet a very small amount would buy them. And to be fair, it would probably be people that shouldn't have a lot them. of them wouldn't have the best intentions. Right, right. So because it would just be different there. Their culture is not conditioned to have everybody yeah. to have the freedom to have guns. Yeah. All I can say is we did see um, the economy. I don't know if you guys want to talk about the economy at all. It's it's bad. It's going to be worse. Um, <laughs> Why yay. We, I mean, it's so weird, though, that the stuff that we're, that they were saying six, eight months ago that wasn't going to happen with the economy is it's all happening. I mean, it's the way it always is. It's just, yes, we, we are, uh, you know, in this hit the records. We hit the high. What was it? 16 we're over 16 consecutive days now of setting the record of high highest like gas price or whatever it's like every day every single day day after day it's a new record a new record new record well we broke that we broke that now it came down like uh two cents or something they bragged about it with a straight face on tv just like when they said Hey, your 4th of July barbecue, you're going to save 16 cents, which is, that was a real press release. Well, they did another real press release that you pay two cents less for gas today. Well, all I know is it it really caught my, it really caught my eye. It just jumped out at me because I hadn't seen it driving down Firestone about eight blocks from grandma's house and and Shell was 709 a gallon. For regular? Yeah. Yep. Yep. On the corner of uh, Woodruff and Firestone. And there were people there getting gas. I'll take my bike. I drive um, this just a just a public service announcement for anyone listening who drives a uh, an EcoBoost F one fifty. The sweet spot is fifty miles an hour. puts you right in this awesome RPM spot where I'm I'm getting like twenty three miles per gallon. But I also drive like an old man. Because hey, the people on everywhere, the people on thirty love you. That's a bonus. People get so mad behind me. I can see them screaming. I can see oh, like their body okay. movements and like they're they're just like screaming. Their faces are turning red because I'm going 50. And I like I go as far over to the right as I can. So I'm like, you know, go around, go around, and they don't. I it's not my fault. I I love yeah. The speed is a limit. You're allowed to go lower. Unless you're and, impeding traffic, they you can yes, get a little, which we know that you can get a ticket for because Grandpa, Grandpa did. did. Um, but you, it's even better because it's this massive truck, and so 100, percent they're like, why in the world is this? Like you wouldn't expect this truck. And to then be they going definitely 50. think then they I'm an old probably, man. Yeah, and they go around you, and, and I'm they're just like, a third, like, like just some thirty year old, year old just yeah. driving. They think I'm ninety. But on the on the country back roads, the farmers drive really slow like that and look at the look at their crops. Well, also when they pull up, they don't go. That's a farmer. Yeah, but that's what happened 
I was following my. I don't know if someone told me if I saw you in your truck, I could believe it. My brother drives around and looks at the crops, and I got behind him on a country road. He is putting along at like 35, 40 miles an He's hour. Not a That's farmer. why he was going. So I went like two. No, but he 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 likes farming. He's. I mean, he's always been interested. He's, he, a he farming enthusiast. He would have been. He would have been a farmer if he could have, and he helped a lot of farmers when he was growing up do stuff. But anyways, you know. So I finally got. I followed him for like two miles. I knew it was my brother. So I, I, I finally zoom around him. I just punch it and speed pie him. Boom! There's a high. There's a. Was, yeah, it was a highway patrolman. That's like the and best I, little and brother I go, thing and ever because it wasn't even on purpose. Yeah, like, and I go, yeah. You just happened to be behind yeah. him randomly. On and I said, yeah, I said, like, that was my brother back there in that old pickup truck, and he was putting along. And I, and he goes, he goes, there's no pickup truck behind you. And it was he, he had turned on a side road, and he's driving down. <laughs> I said, that's him. He turned. He's driving over there. That's, that's him. Do you see the pickup truck here right now? <laughs> Is the pickup truck with us? <laughs> I was so, <laughs> so irritated. Story of my life. You irritated? That is that is honestly your your memoir would be something about getting pulled over by the police. Oh, I thought we were going the with title. the story of his life being dad being irritated, which does seem to be happening more and more often as he gets older. I wouldn't be so irritated if there weren't so many irritating people and events in life. <laughs> what you was know, it, what was the it Bible like flying with him? says this thing about that having peace and you know. There's a part about thinking about things that are good and true and trustworthy and well, then we gotta pure, shut this lovely. podcast down right now. <laughs> and it really helps to you to not be angry all the time. You know what? This like I us, noticed, this is us saying that this is our last episode. Can I tell you something? No, 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 I'm gonna no, tell no. you something I, here because you're bringing this up and, and you're you're making a very good point. I'm happier. I I, I have something okay. else I want to say to you about this, but go ahead. I'm. I've been thinking about this. I'm happier at this point in my life than I have ever been. Right. It the shows. Because you can separate. Yeah. No, no, no. I, because I was thinking about this when we were together at Grandma's house and how you would just show me a story or like read a headline and then you would start going, you know, getting worked up about it. And that's why the intro of this thing says we sound like we're arguing even when we all agree because I never disagreed with you, but you still are like – arguing about the because th- the thing has made you mad but i was telling mom i like yes i am interested i'm political i am interested in pol- politics i talk about it when i get on this podcast i listen to pot or when yeah when we record this i listen to political podcasts but then when i'm not doing that i have to separate and i don't want to talk about it all the time i want there to be time in my life where i'm not stressing about it and not getting angry about it and you just and when i w- was with you it was just like well if you'll notice all the time though, i fl- i can flip from that you know headline that yeah, makes you crazy to making some wisecrack joke and laughing and laughing my head off about it two seconds later and i can switch from wisecracking to wisecracking <laughs> <laughs> i have one mode you're, you're incredibly but, versatile uh, yeah <laughs> well i think it's a good point to make to people is that you might hear us be on here and we get angry or we sound mad, but we also are. This is a. Like you just said, you, someone might not think if they only listen to you on here that you're the happiest that you've ever been in your life. But because your life is so much more than it's not politics is not and America is not your life. Right. Yeah. Sometimes well, we have 30 minute conversations about camels. I mean, I called the Cleveland Clinic the other day to, to yesterday to make an appointment because it's my time for my annual checkup. 
And while I was on hold, of course, they're telling me that I got to wear a mask when I come to Cleveland Clinic. So uh, after I made the appointment, I called my doctor's office directly and said, um, ask if my doctor could maybe make some other arrangements for me to be seen somewhere else or maybe some other doctor that he would refer me to that I would no longer, you know, see him that didn't have these masking, uh, you know, things in place. And it, my point is, and I said to this person when I was talking, is like, um, I, I'm more interested in living life than being alive. I, I'm not... If I'm going to be alive, I want to live life, not just simply be alive. That's why I don't go around wearing a mask. It's why I don't go around separating myself from everybody and staying home and all those. Because I want to live a life, not simply be alive. And that's it's not worth it to me. If I can't live life, then I don't I don't need to be alive. And I'm very happy with that, with the people in my life and, and what I've seen uh, come out of it. But my personality is, I mean, let's face it, how many people, you guys, well, not as much, but how many, there's plenty of preachers out there that put you to sleep. I'm not one of those guys, okay? People don't sleep when I preach. Grandpa has. I've seen a couple. He did. But they're old. Really old. <laughs> but Grandpa really slept old. everywhere. But that's not, I mean, it's not the norm of what you think of. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just the way God made me, and I believe that's for a reason. Um, so I'm, ha I'm, I'm cool with it. So what he's saying is he likes to talk and he likes to talk. I'm passionate about what I do. Well, I know. And, and mom's, I mean, mom says, she goes, I've learned that about you. Everything you do, you do it with passion. Even if you're taking out the trash, you do it with gusto. It's just, you know, that's just who you are. So I wonder if I have some, Ita he has, do I have some Italian blood in me or is that too stereotyping? No, it's Nordic. <laughs> he has like these competitions and he. When he takes the trash out, he just tries to, like, throw them as far as he can. He, like, fills them with cement. <laughs> he has strongman competitions. That's how he takes the trash out with gusto. I move, I, I move he does pianos it by uh, filling them with molten lead. See if we, how many Man, we can toss through the upstairs window. By the time we are done, whatever, however long we'll this, have made we'll, every we'll have Brian made every Regan. Brian Regan joke that there is. <laughs> People won't even have to watch his shows because we've made them all. Episode 100, the Brian Regan special. We're going to have Brian Regan as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. And we'll just we'll actually. just play a clip. We'll just play clips of all the references we've made. Cassidy, you're going to have a lot of work to do that week. Yeah. You're going to have to go back through and listen to every podcast <laughs> and clip out all the Brian but Regan see, references. I find Brian Regan funny because he talks about the dumbest little things like we do, like which is why we like Seinfeld yeah, also. Seinfeld and did the comedians in cars getting coffee with Brian Regan. And they're talking about how you sometimes you have toilet handles, you have to jiggle them, you know, so they so the little thing drops in. And they're like, can you imagine like an Earl saying to a Duke, you got to jiggle it. You got to jiggle it. You know, he goes. Or, the, or the queen, yeah. like you're, you're yeah. using well, you the go, queen's Right, yeah, exactly. Like, Make sure you jiggle like, the handle. They're like, what do you think the highest ranking whatever has ever said that? <laughs> the you person know? to ever have to tell someone. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's funny. That's the kind of just silly little stuff that we focus on. That's why I find Brian Regan funny. <laughs> um, which anyone, everyone out there, um, if you ever visit uh, my parents' home. If you use the toilet, the half bath in the mudroom, make sure you jiggle the handle. 